Welcome back, sports fans. Boy, do we have a super wrap-up for you. Some thoughts on the NBA coaching carousel and some other things at the top of the show, but we will get in deep with some Camdu attitudes <laughs> right in the middle of the show for all of our thoughts on the average bowl. Yes, it was billed as super. I don't know if it lived up to that. I'm Hooli. I'm the Joe. And I'm Mary Beth Smith, and I will be your host for the evening. Follow me. Wee. moment we've all been waiting for the starting lineup all right boys let's start with the lineup and who has been ruled out of it a couple coaches fired recently (laughs) that's what you're talking about right that's that's what i was going for cool yeah um yeah nba's seen more of the carousel turn 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 uh Derek fisher Outed from New York, 40 and 96 over the past two seasons, 23 and 31 this season before Phil Jackson said, get on out of here. That's right. When asked for a quote, young Lurch replied, we have coach. I always just listen to Lala's husband. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, I think Derek Fisher decided to abandon the triangle offense after he was caught in one of those earlier this year with Matt Barnes and his estranged wife. That's right. Actually, he'll have a lot more time for his new job, which pays $8 an hour, babysitting Matt Burns' kids. (laughs) Um, After this happened, uh, one of Skip Bayless's old tweets got uh, brought up where he says, quote, Derek Fisher will prove to be a much better NBA coach than Steve Kerr. That's real. Uh, If you look back and you check Skip Bayless's other tweets, he also says, quote, forget this iPod, I'm buying a Zune. (laughs) <laughs> and, quote, I'd bet my Frankie Says Relax t-shirt that Crystal Pepsi is here to say. He also had one that said, fire bad. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I think Derek Fisher was also wearing that same shirt when he got called into Phil's office. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Sorry about it. Speaking of coaches who were, should, or could be fired, the Kings have actually decided not to fire George Carl. And a move that's going to surprise everybody, which the Joe can only mean one thing. They're keeping Carl and trading Boogie Cousins to the Boston Celtics for Tyler Zeller, David Lee, James Young, and all the draft picks in the world. Celtics, woo! <laughs> What'll that get you, fourth seed? We're already the three seed right now. Oh, nice. Um, Boogie down to Boston. <laughs> uh, the Kings fell on Monday night to the Cavaliers, 120 to 100. This was a historic game for the Cavaliers. Uh, Tristan Thompson passes Brad Doherty in offensive rebounds for seventh place in Cavs history. Uh, LeBron recorded his 40th career triple double. Kevin Love recorded his 9,000th career point, and Tyron Lue reaches a milestone with his sixth 
career win, uh, which is as many as Greg Popovich got in his sleep last night. I mean, technically, Steve Kerr got credited with more wins than that while recovering from back surgery this year. Yeah, like four or five times as many. Yeah. Uh, also, not that impressive of a win. I would like to say that my Boston Celtics recently beat the Kings 134 to 19 when they put up 46 points in a quarter, the most scored in an NBA quarter to date. Hooli, Hooli, Hooli. The actual score of the game was 128 to 119, not 134 to 19. That's a homer score if I've ever heard one. And if I had a body, I'd do something about it. See you in cyberspace, meatbag. Robo, out. Adam Silver recently told USA Today that he would look into changing the Hack-A-Shack policy. You're a little late, Adam Silver. Shaq retired a Celtic in 2011. <laughs> Way off. I think he'll always be remembered as one of the all-time great Celtics. Uh, I think he will. And one of the all-time great Cavaliers. And one of the all-time great Suns. I don't think his dad likes him that much. Uh, (laughs) In NASCAR news, Tony Stewart is expected to miss the beginning of the Sprint Cup season with a fractured vertebrae. Don't worry, NASCAR fans. Tony promised to keep his car running during the races to make sure it continues to waste gas, and he's currently holding auditions to get a village idiot to keep turning left. You won't miss a thing. Buffalo Bills running back LaShawn McCoy finds himself in a little bit of hot water uh, after he assaulted two off-duty police officers regarding a bottle of champagne in a club. The Dallas Cowboys have come out and said, we like his style of play, but we love his style of character. We'd love to bring him on as a captain in the offseason. I think he can really truly help propel them to nine or ten wins. (laughs) Which is... Good enough for dominance in a NFC East that I think you and I are the three seed in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a good uncle laugh from MB. <laughs> 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 Just showing my approval without contributing. Thank you. <laughs> Bring me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> The Bulls' Jimmy Butler is going to miss three to four weeks and being replaced by Pau Gasol in the All-Star game, but he's going to be out those weeks with a knee strain. Derek Rose can't help but wonder what it's like to have knees that are, aren't made out of glass. <laughs> I was going to say that it seems like he's really taking his job seriously of becoming the franchise player, really filling in <laughs> Derek Rose's shoes. I was thinking the same thing. It must just be a curse at this point. Yeah. News came out recently that Johnny Manziel showed up to player meetings for the Cleveland Browns hungover in December. To be fair, if I played for the Cleveland Browns, I'd be hungover every single day. Uh, Been a little bit of controversy about uh, whether or not the concussion protocol was uh, accurate when they put him in it or if they were just trying to cover for him. Although props to the Browns, they had trouble covering anybody all season. And with those two jokes, Sports Retorts with Huli and the Joe would like to put a moratorium on any further Johnny Manziel jokes. We don't believe on punching down, kicking someone while he's down, and the situation is actually taking a turn for the worse. His father has said he doesn't expect him to see his next birthday, which is so depressing for a parent to say. He's refused rehab twice this week. 
it's gone from a semi-funny situation from a kid who can't get his stuff together to a guy who really absolutely needs to get his life together 100%. This isn't about football anymore. This is about Johnny getting better. And uh, we wish you the best here, Johnny. Good luck, and uh, we hope you end up great, sir. I'd love to see you playing again so yeah. I can make fun of you. <laughs> yeah. But really, until then, get better, dude. Because I know you listen to the show. Yeah, you don't have to worry about us anymore. This is a safe space now, Jonathan. Marshawn Lynch quietly retired this week saying, I'm retiring, boss. <laughs> is that what he said? I thought I heard, taste the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard he's going to um, go. <laughs> he's going to start a new company, a, a bread company. Yeah. Yeast mode. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, I think we should just retire from trying to tell more jokes personally and get into the meat of this thing. We've still got a Super Bowl to talk about, my friends, after the break. My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana. You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama. In my bag. Looks like it's time for walk ons. Oh, Zay, can you see by the dawn's early light? I promise I Sing through the whole song. Mary Beth Smith, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I didn't know how else to get into this without just. Oh, that was the Blue yeah. Angels. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Killer. Thank you. Literally. Uh, that's the. Per- <laughs> Fighter Jets, America! Uh, no, that was the perfect intro. Thank you. Uh, you're like our own Lady Gaga. Lady Maba. <laughs> Speaking of Lady Gaga, why did she look like if Hillary Clinton were hosting the Hunger Games? <laughs> like the red sparkly pantsuit. Honestly, dude. The hair. That's a great joke, but I loved it. Like, I just love a good suit. I, as a lady who appreciates a real solid suit, uh, politics notwithstanding <laughs> i was just like damn she looks great and like shoot like you know she was patriotic as fuck did you Blue see nails. those platforms she yeah. was it was great so even though i totally approve of that joke i also just want to give my seal of approval to that outfit it was a power suit i mean heat miser looked wonderful <laughs> <laughs> well out on that field uh, <laughs> it's still a thousand times more normal than everything else Lady Gaga wears. For sure. Too true, mon frere. So that that was what kicked off the game. Uh, by this point, um, unless you're living in a bunker um, or you are in the movie uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane uh, in that bunker, um, you... That's... 
10 Cloverfield Lane is a movie? Yeah. Sequel to Cloverfield. Oh, coming out? Yes. With yes. Uh, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and John Goodman. Did good. not know the title, but I like that both of them are attached to it. Yes. So this has been our movie podcast. Uh, please, uh, remember to send us an email at rottentomatoes at imdb.com. The game is done. It was, this, it was the big game. Thank God. It, by the end of the fourth quarter, it was a mercy killing. Seriously. For the millions of people watching. Uh, old Yeller felt bad for that game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I felt like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Predator watching that. Just do it. Come on. Kill me. Do it now. Come on. Uh, Broncos take it. 24-10. Uh, MVP Von Miller. LVP Peyton Manning. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, when he won that award, they took away his car. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, lots of uh, stats we could throw at you. I mean, if you watched it, you um, hopefully your neighbor or whoever was sitting with you woke you up before the end of the game so you could see the <laughs> final score. Um, I think the, the main story here is Peyton leaves his career on top, which I think is a great story for football. Um on top in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just on top. <laughs> I, uh, Lifted up by his defense the entire game. Yeah. I mean I mean it was it was th- that way the whole season. Yeah. I mean he how many games did he miss? Well and when Brock came in? Four, six? Something S- like that? Yeah, split it at five. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. It was six. I mean, yeah, Peyton Peyton Manning isn't the Peyton Manning that we've seen for almost twenty years. This was the, what is what happened to him this year is the same thing that's happening to Kobe. Except Kobe at least had the decency to turn this into his farewell tour. Uh, Peyton, we've just seen fall apart, but this was a chance for the greatest quarterback of all time to end his career on a positive note to set a record for wins. Now has 200 career wins, regular and postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't realize that. 200 even? 200 yeah, even. He was tied Jesus. with Brett, Brett Favre going in at 199. Yeah. For uh, all-time all record? Time, they all both time. had 199. It, like, this is a time where, <laughs> to me, it's like, more satisfying to be a baseball fan because if we were talking about starting pitchers, it would feel similarly if, you know, the relief and the batting had won that World Series for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and that starting pitcher would, like, be a part of the conversation, but at the same time it wouldn't be, like, the guy that everyone wanted to talk to after the game was over. It'd be like, oh, he was a part of the team. He was a part of the rotation. Similarly, if that ace pitcher, you know, the like Clayton Kershaw shows up and just shuts everybody down in game – five or game seven or whatever it is it would be the story Mm -hmm. but here it's just like (sighs) Peyton is still the story even though he had nothing to do with the win yeah you're not wrong I mean that's that's the nature of the NFL and the quarterback position uh the the 
quarterbacks are the most unique position I think in all of major sports. They're the ones they're the only ones in football like the players uh who who have the records of win loss. Running backs don't have win losses. Offensive linemen yeah. don't have win losses. Mm-hmm. And they, I guess that's where I'm going to totally. with the uh, like pitcher tie-in is if the starting pitcher pitches a goose, he doesn't get the win. Like whoever comes in and relieves him gets the win. But Peyton still gets that two hundo, even though he laid a fucking egg. Yeah, yeah. Here's like my overarching thought about the game and the night in general. Um, is that uh, much like most things and people that I know that are 50 years old, this Super Bowl was mostly out of touch and disappointing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, like, I I just watched a lot of, like, people and players struggling to be relevant against a lot of things that were, like, trying to move the conversation forward so it's like the super bowl would have voted for chris christie (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i I think a lot of my or jeb you know like (laughs) i think he has a shot kate please clap please thanks mrs bush (laughs) (laughs) that's my boy sit down babs (laughs) It's Babs. Um, I mean, yeah, a lot of my talking points, a lot of the stuff that I uh, wrote down in preparation for this is not really, like, the stats in the game. I mean, there there, there are some stats that are interesting, but, like, the... No, den- there... That, that, I mean... Den- like, I was going to say, like, a couple defensive players had good games. Oh, Von I, Miller yes. had an yes. amazing game. Yes. He, he DeMarcus did, Ware no. had Set a, a record. Game. Yes. Yeah. I, I did, thought you meant some of... Peyton stats. No, 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 no. I was like, he threw for less than 150 with mm. a pick and... No, but I think the, the storylines of this game actually revolve around both quarterbacks. The Peyton Manning ending his career, Cam Newton with his post-game press conference, a lot of... I mean, that was, I think, the other really big storyline. Josh Norman crying mm. on the sidelines. The Joe, what are your thoughts on Cam Newton leaving that press conference? I feel really weird judging him um watching watching like the the post game breakdown of former NFL players saying I understand what he's going through and I think he made the smart decision by not saying something he was going to regret they have insight into that that I can't possibly have as a fan yeah that's what I'm saying what do you think personally I thought it was a little childish and I think that if you are going to make yourself the face of your franchise and potentially the face of the league, you need to take losing in stride. I mean, Blair Walsh, after missing a kick, went out there in the locker room. I don't think he'd even changed no. yet. And he's like, that was on me. Like, I got to kick that. But what, Class personified. But what like, number season was that for Blair Walsh? Exactly. That he is- had been in the league for years. Like... I totally agree with you. I really do. And I think that that is where the conversation should land on this. Like, personally, is that it's disappointing to see someone you look up to as a fan do something like that. But at the same time, like, 
the guy just had the worst day of his life. Yes, and he's a kid. And I mean, he's, he's, so, he's not a kid. He's not, but he's young. He's such a young player. He hasn't been in the league very he's long. He's younger than all three of us, oh. and I can almost guarantee Blair Walsh wasn't in the same game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my thought is this. I, and I think you're on the same boat, love his celebration, yep. love his exuberance, love what he does. This is the other side of that coin. Yeah. For as high for sure. as we That's see him on the high, great highs, way to put it. We also see him at this low, and like if we love him for wearing his heart on his sleeve, don't vilify him for also wearing his heart on his sleeve. He's a kid who just took a terrible loss in the Super Bowl. In the next booth over, they were asking Broncos defensive players, "How did you stop him?" And they were giving their notes very loudly, very uh, in all the jubilation of just winning the Super Bowl. And Cam had to sit there and answer questions, and he did for his three minutes what he's contractually obligated to do. And then, like you said, he didn't want to regret anything, so he got up and he left. Yeah. I don't have a problem with what he did. I don't think what he did was 100% the correct move, but you cannot vilify him for that. I mean, it's the same as when he wore a hoodie and a hat and you called him a thug. And then Tom Brady wears a hoodie and a hat. You don't say anything. Call him like, a hug. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as a, uh, I guess I can correct it here. Um, Newton and Blair Walsh are actually the same age. So what I'm going to say is that Blair Walsh is a UGA man. And Cam Newton is a motherfucking Auburn War Eagle. So uh, and, and a Florida <laughs> Gator. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, those are actually really great points. Um, and I, I don't think he should be vilified for his actions. Neither I think, I. I, I think it's something that should be talked about. I think it's something that he shouldn't be proud of. And I think it's something that is just kind of like a disappointing move. And then we move on from it, and that's all that it is. And I don't, I don't think he is proud of it. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, he, and he comes from a very religious family. His, mm-hmm. I mean, regardless of whatever his father, but like he was raised very well. He actually is a really good guy. I don't think this is something that he's going to be doing again. I think it's a learning experience. Mm-hmm. He's going to take it and move on. Peyton did the same thing when he didn't exactly. Sh- I think Drew Brees's hand. I think that has to be part of the conversation. Yeah, is that on the field? Newton, you know, shook his hand, slapped his back, waved, you know, flashed a smile, and Congrats, then, bro, you're out. And then, like, once that adrenaline comes down, and people are pounding him with tough questions, and all he can hear is everybody else celebrating how well they did. That's tough, man. That's so tough. And I also think it was more classy for him to just shut down and walk away than if he had been spouting like trying to you know unload the blame on someone else or like trying to be uh you know um say derogatory things to reporters like it's a cop-out but it could have been worse for sure and i think it's even better than him uh going out there and just hitting you know the basic talking points like the same like uh well, you know, it was a team game, the team effort. Bites. We gave it our yeah, best. Yeah, like exactly. those are meaningless. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I mean, he he. I I don't know if I've ever seen a player quite in that fashion give an Irish goodbye at a post game interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like yeah. deuces. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I uh, to kind of wrap Unless it back you around. Count Lynch's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just here so I don't get fine. I'm retiring, y'all. <laughs> um. 
but yeah, th- I, I, that's kind of the nature of the quarterback position is that's all we've been talking about so far is Peyton and Cam because that's just uh, how it's built. Um, should probably talk about a little bit about Von Miller, unless you got something else you wanted to say. No, we can. We can only talk a little bit about Von Miller because he was the only shining spot in yeah. a turd of a game. I mean, he, he was the diamond in this thing. And, yeah, let's, yeah. let's talk about Von. A well-deserved MVP. Absolutely. Uh, a well-deserved You could have called it halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After that. I texted my dad and was just like, Von Miller MVP. Yeah, yeah, even after the first strip sack. He had two yep. of them. Yep. The last time I saw that many stripped sacks was Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, Miller wins MVP. Two and a half sacks, six tackles, uh, two quarterback hurries, two forced fumbles, and one pass defensed. Uh, I mean, a, just a complete game. And I think really interesting because this is the first time that a number one and a number two pick in the same draft have gone against yep. each other in the Super Bowl. Yep, yep, yep. It's really interesting. I mean, defense win championships. That's that's an old platitude, you know, and you you think like, oh yeah, offense, you know, gonna light it up, Cam's gonna light it up. Um oh I don't I don't have the, the stats in front of me, but like For the what? number the number one defense going into the Super Bowl has won I think nine of eleven mm-hmm. Super Bowls. Wow. The number one offense has won something like five of twelve. Wow. Something like that. So when it comes down to it in that one game, just one Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, the defense usually is able to be more consistent and perform. And I think that's, I mean, obviously I think we've made this point, but like that's all well and good, (laughs) but it's still made for a really boring game outside (laughs) of them just performing really well as a defense. You expect – when that kind of I, – I would be interested to see those stats compared to, like, what the other yardage was in that game, you know? Mm-hmm. I seriously doubt that a lot of those other uh, number one defensive wins had such disappointing stats from both sides offensively. Yeah, yeah, it was just gross. I mean, Panthers had 315 yards total. Broncos had 194. Fewest ever in a Super Bowl win. Like, no way. Yeah. yeah. Cam was under 200 passing. Peyton was just over a hundred. Like if these were your fantasy quarterbacks, you Ugh. would be pissed. You Ugh. would not have had a good. I'd be show. pissed. I'd be Monday morning. I'd immediately be trying to trade for Blake Bortles. <laughs> um, this was a really interesting stat. I thought uh, Newton, when both Von Miller and Demarcus Ware rushed the passer. Oh, this is not going to be good. One of twelve. Four sacks, two fumbles. On those 12 plays, the Panthers netted minus 33 yards. Oh, my God. With the two uh, edge rushers coming around. I mean, as a defensive coordinator, if you can see that happening after three (laughs) plays, four plays, how would they not continue to just keep running that defense. I don't know. That the the Carolina offensive line looked like they came in dressed for a roller derby because those guys were on skates all day. <laughs> <laughs> so they just looked outclassed. I mean, yeah. If Stephen Avery had the Broncos defense, he'd be walking free. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, I I think that the youth of Cam doesn't stop in his position one. 
like in terms of actual youth of the team and in terms of leadership. Like, I don't think that's, you can't overlook that. Like he's just a guy who's made his name by being the best at what he does. And yeah. what he does isn't necessarily commanding his team. What he does is something nobody's ever done before. Superman. He's, he's <laughs> Michael Vick who can win. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You're not wrong. No. And like, I mean, but I mean, you think about it, like, who did Cam watch growing up? You know what I mean? Yeah. He saw like a Michael Vick a lot when he was playing Madden as a kid. That's I, probably who he I'm willing for. to guess who his favorite quarterback to play was also because Michael Vick was insane on Madden for like <laughs> a solid seven years. Yeah. I mean, if you could play, you could make him do things that Michael Vick couldn't actually pull off in real games. I think like when. Uh, a Culpepper to Moss like Culpepper roll out to the right deep throw to Moss that was broken because you could you couldn't stop that in Madden that was always garbage Um, yeah no I mean there's always that there's always the Bo Jackson and Tecmo Bowl mm -hmm. but Cam's doing it yeah and we haven't seen the last of him it's really easy no 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 no. and like that's the thing we haven't seen the last of him yeah still had the number two defense i believe carolina had one of the youngest uh by average uh teams in the league and they did it without their number one receiver this year yes i i always felt like the receivers were playing over their head i mean ted ginn is not a number one receiver. He's no. barely a starter. He's like a slot and return guy. He's a great stretch receiver, like open yeah. up the field, push that safety back because he has so much speed. And his route running is all right. His hands are fine. Yeah. But he's not a number one receiver. No. He's, he's a good two. He's a great three. So getting Kelvin Benjamin back, back next year, I can't think immediately of any free agents they have to worry about. So I mean they're they're in a really good position and it's it's really easy to draw parallels between this Panthers team and the Broncos team from two years ago, you know, get expected to win, mm-hmm. getting pretty much blown out. I mean this certainly wasn't forty three to eight or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean I would say the Broncos of two years ago didn't even put up a fight in the way that the Panthers not at all. No. and they didn't. Uh, hand over as many points as the Panthers seem yeah. to. Yeah. I mean, for for as unfun of a game as it was and for as much as the Broncos seemed to be in the driver's seat, it really wasn't out of reach until the no. second strip sack. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were down 14 with like four minutes to go. It could yeah. have been long touchdown, onside kick, touchdown, tie game. That's not outside of the realm of possibility. Yeah. And I mean, the missed field goal didn't help anything. Yeah. Like, oh, man, that thing tinged off it. Yeah. Just a little single doinker. Goalie's Uh. best friend, but (laughs) we're playing football. I I think it's to tie it back to baseball one more time because that's, like, what I'm going to do on this show. Please. It's about to be summer. We're going to need you. (laughs) I'm just, like, transitioning us as smoothly as possible. You guys are going to have to hold over this, like, basketball hockey thing, but I'll I'll bring us on through. Um, They have reminded me – the Panthers, they reminded me a lot of what the Cubs looked like against the Mets in the playoffs. Yeah. Like they had just been playing on all cylinders for at least the second half of the season. Mm -hmm. Looks like an incredible team. They had 
all this like thunder behind them. And then they just got up against what was a kind of miraculous Mets offense that like the Cubs pitching couldn't quite hold off. The Mets had this great like young pitching um, that just overpowered the Cubs and like and they were young. And they ended up walking away with their tails between their legs going like, all right, like, how do we do this again? And I think that, um, I think that like watching that Super Bowl was just so reminiscent of watching those Cubs-Mets games last season. Absolutely. Overachievers in every sense of the word during the season, the record that they have is absolutely comparable to 15-1. I don't know how many wins the Cubs had. I mean, they had... 20 million? How long is the baseball season? (laughs) (laughs) They had the third best record in baseball, and they were third in their division. They just happened to be playing against the best division, so that's not the best analogy. No, but they... but. That's that is a conversation for a different thing. That dumb playoff that they have to get in. It's off. They the were play. in the yeah. third. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty of time to get into that in the summer. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but no, absolutely. Just a young team that way overreached what they were doing, what they could do. Like, and we absolutely haven't seen the last of them, and we'll see him again. Yeah. But Peyton Manning was able to awkwardly run off into the sunset. Have you seen his run and his gait? Yeah. He has the most awkward running stance of any professional athlete. He runs gut first, and it's like T-Rex arms and short, choppy steps. There are bowlers who run faster than he does. <laughs> um, I think I had a realization, or at least a thought during the game. Uh, Panthers defensive player Coney Ely had three sacks and one interception, doing everything he could to stop Peyton Manning from winning this game. Ely. Ely or Eli. Is there a chance the younger Manning suited up as a Panthers defensive player to try to keep his record intact? Did you see his face after that touchdown at the end of the game? He went, oh, legit looked like he did not want the Broncos to win. And I've heard people try to defend that by saying, like, no, he was worried. Like, he didn't think they had it tied up. He did not celebrate. No, it's the only trump card he had over him over Thanksgiving. Yeah. He can't cook for shit. His kids are uglier. Like, he's the baby of the fan. Like, it's- it truly looked yeah. like he was disappointed. Yeah. It, I don't think there's any other way to cut it. No. And fucking everyone watching the game saw it. Yeah. They cut to it at the, just the worst point. <laughs> the worst There was just time. a little hidden grimace where his kind of lips went up and he just went, ugh. So I think that's, I think, I think that's who Coney Ely was. <laughs> Coney Eli? Coney Eli 2012. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this this Thanksgiving, Eli's children are going to be invisible. <laughs> Whatever. Cooper still has to eat at the kids' table. <laughs> well, he never wanted these comparisons. That's why he took himself out early. <laughs> I think that, I think his injury was life threatening, so that might not be funny. Uh, sorry, Just as life threatening as all of those invisible children face every day. <laughs> uh, we should raise awareness and then forget about it. Speaking of awareness, nothing brings more awareness to the Super Bowl like Super Bowl commercials. 
Joe, what are your thoughts? Thumbs up, thumbs down on the commercials this year. Uh, it was kind of like the game. Like, there wasn't anything that really stood out to me. I um, The commercials fumbled a lot? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked the... the uh, avocados from Mexico was cute with the oh the space. with Scott Bayo yeah that was cute um there was oh I for some reason I really enjoyed the sheep singing Queen like it was campy but it, was it knew really, that it was it was a really simple well executed yeah. idea yeah I mean it beat the crud out of that Skittles Steven Tyler the singing heck? art thing yeah that Fire. was awful he ugh, he Dream looked like out. He looked like a suburban mom on acid. <laughs> um, yeah, there were some really bad ones, though. Yeah. It, it just uh, seemed like a bunch of randomness thrown at things with celebrities involved. Like, there were no good concepts. No. no. You you can see a celebrity everywhere watching the Super Bowl other than promoting anything that has anything to do with them. I like the being Ryan Reynolds car commercial. <laughs> I'm not sure which car it was for but it had ryan reynolds everywhere yeah i no one, one's mad at that even though it was one a, of the better ones yeah even bros, it bros was, want to be him girls want him yeah i i saw a few people comment like wait show that ryan reynolds commercial yeah again yeah, yeah. <laughs> in my mind even though i know it was a car commercial it was just a deadpool commercial <laughs> like that's all that yep, was yep same. That's what I thought when I saw it. I was like, I legitimately thought it might have been a Deadpool. Like a fast one. And then at the end, he's Deadpool. Yeah, right. Uh, that being said, the Deadpool preview was great. Uh, I love yeah. the extended cut of that. that I thought awesome. the Civil War preview was great, too. Yes. Yep. Civil War was good. Uh, if you're into that. I Yeah. I'm not even. I mean, you should honestly see Winter Soldier. It's a solid movie. Holy. Winter Soldier is a great spy movie that is set in the comic book universe. I'm kind of tapped on, out on Marvel movies myself, but Winter Soldier is a really solid flick. Because Winter Soldier was so good, and even though Avengers 2 was kind of disappointing, it which... This I know this isn't the podcast for that, and I'm sorry, <laughs> sports fans, that you need to hear me talk about this for a second. This... If there's anything that's a more natural habitat for me than talking sports, it's <laughs> talking comic books and movies and comic book movies. Um, even though The Avengers 2 was kind of disappointing, uh, I'm really excited for the next Captain America movie to see what they do with it. Um, I mean, they're, they're introducing uh, Black Panther. They're bringing over Spider-Man from uh, Sony. Um, it's going to be really cool. I'm really excited. So they treated... Spider-Man like an EPL player on loan and just kind of brought him over and paid a bunch of money. Yeah. That's awesome. I can the, get behind that. The funny thing is the the rumors are that zero money is involved in uh, letting the Marvel Studios use Spider-Man because after this, Sony gets to do a standalone Spider-Man movie, Spider movie under like the approval of Marvel. So because their movies mm. have been garbage, they're like, oh, Marvel's going to help us make a good Spider-Man movie by letting by us letting them use Spider-Man in their movie. So it's just like a trade of like we're going to make Civil War better, you're going to help us make our movies better and that's where we're going to make our money. Which to me totally I'm I'm on board with. Yeah. If if that's what it takes to get these properties back to being <laughs> watchable yeah <laughs> after the last few marvel movies and the last few spider-man movies uh, 
Spider-Man. How do we get Marvel on the Super Bowl then to fix what happened? Seriously. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to say it's more Black Panther because you know what? I think that Beyonce and Cam Newton have both been talked about, lauded, critiqued, yes. like excited people in incredibly similar ways in the last year. And it, it was really interesting to see the way that they both like had a play in the Super mm-hmm. Bowl yeah. and then how this boring ass white dude <laughs> like kind uh, of trumped them on both fields you know what I mean like I I think I cannot say that Chris Martin trumped Beyonce because that would be outrageous no, like no, that would no. be just patently false no but they tried but they tried she got, that's like, nine that's songs. my point she only got to do formation like which is just such a that's my point like formation had dropped days before the super bowl mm-hmm. they purposefully it was a huge publicity stunt that totally worked yep and it just countered so hard this tired cold play like i guess they're on tour i saw that um <laughs> What's the woman, uh, Taraji P. Henson, posted an Instagram video of part of the halftime show and said, oh, man, I love Maroon 5. Totally (laughs) unironically. And I saw it and I was like, this is the most beautiful joke in the world. (laughs) And she didn't even mean to make it. God, it was so incredible and telling. And it made me so, like, weirdly happy and it's also just made me kind of tick around all these thoughts in my head since then uh about like the comparisons between them as public figures and leaders and like I said like the way they're being talked about and critiqued and lauded by some and bashed by others when I think overall they're both incredibly exciting public figures yeah I agree yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, those I are my thoughts. Like I yeah. <laughs> wrote it all down on this tiny sheet of paper because that was what I brought to the table today. <laughs> I mean, that's real. I mean, Beyonce looked great, and Chris Martin looked like the puppy monkey nightmare of the commercials. <laughs> like it was forced in there. It was awkward. It was Ugh. weird. No one wanted to watch it. You were like, "Uh, there's got to be something better." Oh, thank God, Bay. Man, until this moment, I was really just hoping that was a bad dream I had from eating too many mozzarella sticks Sunday. <laughs> Oh, that thing. Cool. For a second, I thought that Battle Frogs was also uh, <laughs> a sponsor of the halftime show because of the way that Chris Martin seemed to not be able to stand upright. <laughs> that thing, that puppy n- monkey nightmare. Oh. I've eaten a lot of acid, and that thing was more terrifying. <laughs> Honestly, though, I think those Mountain Dew Amp, whatever the <laughs> heck they're shilling, are probably on par with yeah. about what you put into your body, Julian. <laughs> that, that's real. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Doctor Moreau sees that and shudders. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Have even, we gone too far? Even the opioid-induced stuffed-up colon think that thing is weird. <laughs> You mean the personification of a wad of gum? <laughs> I think yeah, it's colonification. <laughs> the uh, colonification. It looks like someone left their silly putty out. 
uh, seriously, I mean, that speaks to also, like, where we're at also in a society where, like, Bay is being vilified for putting out a, you know, pro-black song. <sighs> Meanwhile, there were at least four commercials for people on opioids who can't shit right. Sigh. Sigh. USA. USA. Sigh. Like, there's no... I just... Like I said, man, the Super Bowl is 50, and it's showing its age. <laughs> That's my QED. Like That's super real. I mean, they try to make themselves even more accessible this year by ditching the Roman numerals because everyone <laughs> was losing track of what it was. You're not wrong. I'm like, yeah, just make it a number. Then we'll get everyone hooked. I guess five zero is more exciting looking than... Uh, five X's. I no. think it would be. <laughs> oh I no! It's L X. Yeah, it's no. It's just L forty. Wouldn't just it just L. be L? So I guess a singular yeah, L, L would be confusing. Super Bowl large. I mean, Super yeah, Bowl forty I mean, was it's... Super Bowl XL extra large. <laughs> why is it smaller ten years later? That doesn't make sense. Come on, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can we can we talk for a quick second about Bruno Mars? Yes. Um, Why was he dressed like Jermaine Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> the suit, the chain, the hair. See, Why did he come out as the worst member of Jackson 5? I, I saw him more as like the Missy Elliott trash bag filled with air outfit <laughs> than anything else. I'm with Joseph on this one, man. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's disappointing that that's where both of our heads went, but... Uh, I do think that they were su- they were purposefully reminiscent of uh, the Jackson Five. I mean, sure, sure, Beyonce sure. came out in the yep. literally, you know, nod the to the arrow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. But that's another like that's another thing. Like Michael comes out and he's fine. Uh, Beyonce comes out in the same thing, and it's like, oh, she's dressed like a panther. Oh, <laughs> look how militant she is. Like, fuck. Cute. I it's, don't. It's just because everyone's looking for something to critique like that because we can't just be okay with things moving forward. No, and people feel threatened by her somehow. I had to defriend somebody on Facebook because he po- kept posting things about how the police uh, are refuse to watch Beyonce and you should too and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I this don't need this in my life. <laughs> were you friends with Mayor Giuliani? Seriously? <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, it's just how many other halftime shows have featured entertainers wearing Confederate flags and there wasn't a quarter of a fifth, a sixteenth of the response in the media. And like, let's be honest, like, what did the Confederates do? A lot of bad shit. Mm-hmm. What did the Black Panthers do? Oh, they gave out shoes and fed the community? Boo. Right. It's, ugh. I'm scared. It's just, it's just gross. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. There, there are people out in the world who do deserve to be critiqued, <sighs> critiqued and held to, uh, and to be reminded that they're not, they're not living up to the standards that they should be held to, but these artists aren't those people. I also Riley Cooper is that person. Riley Cooper is that person. Recently out of a job, Riley Cooper. Go Sorry. sit on it. Sorry about it, bro. I also think that it's absolutely worth mentioning that Beyonce and Bruno Mars have both been featured as the central halftime show performer in the last 
three years. Mm -hmm. Beyonce was three years ago. Mm -hmm. Bruno mm -hmm. was two years ago. The only person that wasn't included was Katy Perry. And by our report, she had a great halftime show like yeah. from my perspective anyway i she think she great. just put on an incredible show oh, which is what that should be yes and i think to me it just showed that they lacked any amount of actual faith in coldplay being entertaining that they were like ah who do we got who do we got you know who was good from the last three years <laughs> yeah. you know like yeah. and they're still you know bruno mars put out uptown fuck months after he uh was the Super Bowl yeah. halftime show. Beyonce put out this song days before this halftime show. You know what I mean? Like, they were trying to keep their finger on the pulse, and when they did, it showed that was the part that was entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Coldplay was the, pun intended, white noise that was happening in between the <laughs> entertaining parts. <laughs> um, you said Katy Perry did last year? Was she the one backing up Left Shark? That's all I really remember. <laughs> yes. Okay, great. No, um, seriously, though. I mean, Chris Martin really looked like the Cooper Manning of the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, he did. For sure. Um, I mean, they tried, and they, they – I mean, they basically make music that is meant to be turned into Muzak. Like, <laughs> he did what he it's could. It's U3, man. It's U3. <laughs> Dude wants to be Bono and he's not. Cool. Well, I think we've solved all of the problems of the Super Bowl. I think there's only one proper way to put a bow on the end of the NFL season. Peyton's recap of the week. Um, I've got one to start us off. Yeah, start yeah, us kick off. Kick it up. Uh, if you want to <laughs> ask me a question about... Um, what I'm going to do. Sure. So, um, you know, this was a big podcast for us. Um, you know, what are you, you going to be doing after this? Kiss my wife and drink some bud. <laughs> Reaching 200 wins, all he has to say is, hey, Brett Favre, just suck on these. <laughs> Kiss my wife and drink some bud. <laughs> Dad, am I your favorite now? Kiss my wife and drink some bud. <laughs> USA, this bud's for you. Kiss my wife and drink some bud. Cha-ching, cha-ching, <laughs> cha-ching, cha-ching. No. I still like Chris Martin. <laughs> Remember me how I was. Von Miller just saved my ass. Screw but it's Miller time. Um. <laughs> Wake up, y'all. I just won. And that was this season's final edition of... Kiss my wife and drink some bud. Man, I might just chill tonight. Puppy monkey baby. 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 Puppy monkey baby.
Puppy monkey baby. Puppy monkey baby. Puppy monkey baby. Puppy monkey baby. Puppy monkey baby. Puppy monkey baby. Mountain Dew Kickstart. Dew, juice, caffeine. Puppy monkey baby. So, Peyton, is this your final game for your career? You know, I'll take some time to reflect. I got a couple of priorities first. I want to go kiss my wife and my kids. I want to go, you know, hug my family. I'm going to drink a lot of Budweiser tonight, Tracy. I promise you that. And uh, so I'm going to take care of those things first. And uh, definitely going to say a little prayer and thank the man upstairs for this great opportunity. And I'm just very grateful. Boy, this thing's a blowout, but let's sit down for some garbage time. And at the top of this week's garbage time, we're going to go over all the heap-o-bets that Huey and the Joe made last week, starting with um, they bet a ham sandwich on how many times dab would be mentioned by the announcers it was exactly two i recognized this term during the game because there wasn't much else to pay attention to joe went over two brian went under two this was a wash uh they bet each other that the other person would have to wear a celtics or a Cavs jersey during this entire recording uh based on what jersey steph curry wore to the game joe uh, said it would be a Panthers jersey outside of um, a Cam Newton jersey. Hooley said that uh, the he, it would be a Cam Newton jersey, and he wore a personal jersey, so they both lost. Um, blistering it, start. Blistering green, start. Joe. Thank you. Wash, both lost. You guys, you really know how to bet on those props. Um, for who would have to place their jacket over a puddle, uh, <laughs> Joe said that the Panthers would give the a football to a boy in the crowd first. Hooli said they would give the ball to a girl in the crowd. No balls were given to boys or girls. This was also a wash. Yeah. Your jackets will stay dry. Some of these bets were predicated on this being a good game. <laughs> <laughs> So true. Uh, for the bets on who would have to eat six cupcakes in a minute, um, even though Joe <laughs> seemed to try to purposefully lose and then Huli tried to purposefully lose more, um, somehow Huli won by guessing Paradise because they actually sang that song. But did any of us know that until we looked it up? I know. <laughs> Paradise. I got nothing, Joe. I thought it was a song about gaming and his pair of dice. Yikes. That's a a parody I'm going to have to write. (laughs) (laughs) I'm rolling a pair of, pair of, pair of dice. I, somehow I think you might beat Weird Al to that just because he's (laughs) too bored to care. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For a bet of... Uh, the winner being able to post a Facebook post for the loser based on what color Beyonce's shoes were. Huli won with a guess at black. Joe lost with a guess at gold. We will post a screenshot 
of that losing. We'll post it real. You can share retweet it. Retweet it, and Julian the Joe will also share that. Yeah, we'll, Love do, it. we'll do it uh, the same time that this episode drops. So follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and you'll be able to see Joe's Facebook post written by me. Twitter, at Julian the Joe. Um, for... How, whether uh, B-dubs would sell over or under 12 million wings, we could not actually find data to determine which was a winner. So we all just ate a bunch of wings before we started recording. Yeah, <laughs> they, were, they sold exactly 12 million wings, I think. So really? What, another push. So we all win. Yeah, uh, we all win, and we all ate some spicy cold wings <laughs> uh, for. The rest of these, and I'll do a rundown. Um, basically, the uh, TLDR is that Joe lost, and he has to buy the Huli, or <laughs> the Joe lost. He has to buy Huli a nice bomber of beer because uh, Cam did not break into dance, nor did Peyton break his spine. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, on both accounts, as far as I'm concerned. Um too cold uh the first parent mentioned was cam newton's mother which went to hooli the number of times the rams were mentioned was under five and a half which went to hooli the number of time the patriots were mentioned was under 25 and a half which went to hooli uh the browns the number of time the browns were mentioned was under one half which went to the joe so you can Chalk that up as not a total loss, and both of the boys lost on the number of times they thought the Panthers would hoist the Lombardi Trophy. Yeah. Um, that's it. That was the rundown. Uh, so any thoughts on those guys? It seems like Huli kind of ran away with it. Um, yeah. But I think we all lost <laughs> because it was just uh, we all lost because we all watched the game. Exactly. Okie dokie. The Panthers' motto for this season was keep pounding. What should it have been? Keep pouting. A lot of dabs will do ya. <laughs> I was just going to say, keep pounding. No, seriously, we still have the Super Bowl to win. <laughs> <laughs> We all gave extensive thoughts on this year's halftime show. Hooli, the Joe, who do you think should be next year's halftime show? Uh, I think the NFL could just save a whole bunch of time and money by getting any YouTube mashup artist as their halftime show. This one's real easy for me. You just had Bay in three of the last five years. Why not add the man behind the woman, Jay and Bay, for the win? Love it. On board. Illuminati-themed halftime show. The Argentinian Open started using dogs to retrieve tennis balls. What other sports should <laughs> use animals? I mean, according to the Air Bud movies, any sport. <laughs> And every sport. Uh, I'm going to go bowling with literal pin monkeys. I would watch bowling if they had monkeys resetting the pins every time for like a banana treat or something. Or like, here's a carrot chip. And then, you know, he sets down the pin correctly. What if it's uh, a puppy monkey baby? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Oh, now I have to go back to therapy. Uh, I want to see NASCAR swap out the uh, cars for various animals, like cheetah, rhino, horse. Like turn it into a whole, like a Beast Wars destruction derby. Yeah, like a ram and like yeah, a goat that you didn't sharpen or like cut its nails, so it was really sharp. Yeah, I want to see armor on these animals too, like a, like a friggin' Mad Max with spikes and stuff. Pete is fine with that. Oh, I'm oh, sure. Only do terminally ill animals. <laughs> Let them go out the way they want to. Speaking of terminally ill animals, Chloe Kardashian <laughs> <laughs> and <What>? James Harden <laughs> recently ended their relationship. <laughs> Is that is that an acceptable segue? Yes. Um, Khloe Kardashian and James Harden recently ended their relationship. My question: Does anyone give a single shit? No. Least of all, James Harden or Khloe Kardashian. Just put them out to pasture. <sighs> Lamar Odom cares, but that's only because he recently woke up. Ugh. He should, he should be more concerned with feeling in his fingers at this point. <laughs> Why? She doesn't have any feeling in her heart. Oh, uh, this is this is like the unfortunate sequel to While You Were Sleeping. <laughs> Daniel Bryant retired. Mm. Who do you want to see unretire? Sergeant Slaughter. My initial response is CM Punk but I'm going to go with my heart that says, The Road Dog, Jesse James. You can keep the badass Billy Gunn. Oh, man, the fame-asser? Come on. It's a great move. He uh, he bent somebody over and then uh, sat on him until their face hit the ground. It was a wonderful finisher. I don't know how people don't get up from the people's elbow. Bouncing off those ropes doesn't make that hurt anymore. Taking off his elbow pad did. Yeah, plus it created the souvenir for one lucky fan. Also, that eyebrow went pretty high, which raises velocity. And physics-wise, that's more painful. <laughs> we'll have more of Huli trying to quantify professional wrestling science <laughs> after the break. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening this week. We certainly hope that it was more interesting than the four hours of your life that you lost to the Super Bowl. Yeah. it was. I enjoyed it more. I absolutely did. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a hard bar to stumble over. <laughs> Eli did, too. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you can feel free to subscribe on iTunes because we are on there now. We're a legit podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Hooli and the Joe. Like us on Facebook. Feel free to tweet at us. Let us know what we missed, what you want to hear. You'd be more than happy to throw it up if you're like, hey, Hooli, I'm a huge curling fan. I got you. Hey, the Joe, I'm really into college basketball. We got you. Hey, Hooli, uh, I, I love baseball. MB, you want to take this one? <laughs> I will address all of you, my friends. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, hope you have a great week, and we'll talk to you then. 
I hear the Skittle loaf is going to be delicious. Oh, it's, yeah. Slice the rainbow, taste the rainbow. <laughs> Put the rainbow around uh, uh, some pieces of uh, uh, ham. What? <laughs> like a sandwich. <laughs> Just rainbow bread. <laughs>